his very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! Welcome back, welcome back, man, to another episode of Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I am your man's, all right, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sports I'll just back in the building one more time. And it's your man, Black, We're back in the building for another episode. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So, you know, we're going to get it going, and, um, you know, we're just going to start it off, you know, like we always do. Um, I know we've been neglecting the wrestling vibes, man, but we finna get back into the wrestling vibe. I seen one the other day that's just... Just undeniable, man. So, you know, we're going to play that for you, and then we're going to really uh, kick the show off, man. We're really, really going to kick it off. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. Remember how you used to nibble on the rock's ear, like on the rock's neck, and you would whisper to the rock? You used to whisper to the rock, Hey, rock, go for it. Go for second base. Oh, second base. Looks like a ball player. And as The Rock put his hand ever so gently on your knee, <laughs> slid his hand up inch by inch. Oh, boy. Rock's old high school girlfriend here on This Is Your Life. Thanks and what to did you Foley. do? You cut The Rock off on second base. Uh-oh. <laughs> you ever get tipped off on second king? <laughs> Moses couldn't burn her legs. But The Rock's not the type of guy to hold a grudge. You see, you stand now before The Rock, looking at The Rock, gawking at The Rock, wanting to go one on one with the great one. <laughs> She'd like it. <laughs> and now in front of all The Rock's fans, you want to serve The Rock a great big piece of that poontang pie? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of pie was that? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it was, I'm sure she'd be willing to serve it to me. Piping hot. Homemade. That's no secret. The Rock, he loves pie, but The Rock just has one thing to say to you. Poontang your ass on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So that was the great, the great uh, Rocky Maivia. Uh Just, you know, uh, it was him and Mankind. Mankind was doing the This Is Your Life thing on Raw. It's one of Raw's highest uh, viewed segments, man. And, um, uh, yeah, it's just. it's Jim Ross just make them uh, so funny. Yeah, just classic, man. <laughs> just, just classic, man. Just classic. So, okay, man, you know, we're going to get into some things here, man. We're going to get into some business, man. You know, here at the Sports Desk, especially me and Black, man, you know, we've just been going through some things, man, all season long, you know, uh, up at Florida State University, man. And, you know, you know, no cap, man, i just been, you know, champion all year. You know, I'm not excited about Florida State football. You know, ain't nothing to be excited for. I don't believe in Willie Taggart. 
you know, none of these things, man. I don't, I don't believe in uh, none of these things. So, um, you know, we uh, just gonna get into it, man, with some tweets, man. So uh, our tweets of the week. Shout out to my son Kyrie in the background making loud noises. All right, so here we go, man. So, you know, this is what we like to do here, man. You know kind of break it down man you know it's just been a hard week like you know but i'm happy at the same time because florida state you know it appears that you know we can move uh forward man so we've had some tweets man that's came out from some disgusting things about will attack man so this goes back man you know florida state and their alumni came together man and raised 20 million dollars man of private donations to buy out this man's contract you know when i read stuff like that, it's disgusting you know Florida State paid Willie Taggart per game $2.5 million, man. Total cost, the money he's got from leaving Oregon and USF buyouts, man. This man would make $30 million. He would make $30 million, man. And for what? Like, what he, what has he accomplished? What has he done? You know, but cause turmoil. And last but not least, this is from Barstool FSU, man. Willie Taggart in rivalry games, man. Versus Miami in 2018. He blew a 20-point lead. Versus Clemson in 28. Uh, 2018, we lost about 49 points at home. Versus Florida in 2018, we lost about 26 at home. 31 by Cle- at home against Clemson in 2019. And then sad, the saddest thing, we lost by 17 at home to the University of Miami, Black. To the University of Miami, who is, in my opinion, in worse shape than we are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, with all that being said, Will Attacker has been removed from Florida State University, man. So, excuse the somberness of my voice, man. It's just kind of been weighing on me a little bit. But, you know, we finna get over that, man. We finna talk, man. You know, shout out to Uzi, man. You know, uh, you know, Uzi, you feel me? All right, so let's get into it, Black. Will Attacker is gone, man. The, the Everything is open. The negotiation, the discussions, candidates are being talked. First, I want to know from you, Black. How do you feel going forward now that Taggart is out, man? Man, um... I actually feel good, man. Uh-huh. I actually feel good. Uh, and we spoke about this the other day uh, right. when we was on the phone. Um, I think it's a lot of people upset mm-hmm. that the way Willie go, they all pro the brother, why the brother had to go like that. And <laughs> Fellas, I get it. Right. I do. I'm right. with you. I'm, my brother, I'm with <laughs> you. I feel you. But... This is not about him. No. This is about a winning tradition that we're used to. For sure. That we haven't seen in the past two years. Not close. Now, even at his worst, when Bobby Bowden was coming at the tail end of his career, we still were winning nine games. Nine games. Nine games. We were winning. Nine games. So now, Willie Tiger, you've, uh, we, well, hold on. Let me go step by step. We had Jimbo come in. 10 games per year, mm-hmm. national championship, mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy winner, mm-hmm. uh, top five every almost every season he's been there, probably except once. Mm-hmm. We've been ranked in the top 10. For sure. And top five, I'm sorry. Along comes Willie Taggart. Willie. After Jimbo Fisher's Jets on us and go to Texas A&M. For hundred million, and like you ran, you you ran down the scores through over over the year, over the two years of what he's done. Embarrassing. It's really no good. Where is the? It's it was no good nowhere. No. Do you want to say 
winning six games to get to a bowl game was good. And we didn't even do that. I'm so, oh man, we didn't even do that. We happened yeah. to accomplish that the year Jimbo left, and we had uh, Odell Higgins take over, and we had to win a six game to get to a bowl game. For sure. So you haven't been to a bowl game. No. You lost. You lost six games the first year. Mm-hmm. We only won what? We only won five games last year. You were on your way right now to <laughs> losing losing five or six more games. This year, I just want to say this. My heart was hurt at the Miami game last Saturday. <laughs> it was hurt. Yeah. In a rivalry game like that, I don't care. I don't care if you get up for Clemson. I, you supposed to be ready and get up for your rival. Yes, sir. I feel like Florida State and Miami is a bigger rival than Florida and uh, Florida State and Florida mm-hmm. because of the history and the tradition, because of the players, all all the people that came from out of Florida State and Miami. Like, you don't even bother to show up. Yep. Yep. And for me, even before then, the writing was already on the wall with me. You know, I was already saying he had to go. But I'm happy they chose to do it now. Right. Reason why I'm happy about why they chose to do it now, so they could get a jump on the coaching search. Mm -hmm. So they can have they have the time to do uh go do some uh research and look see what what guys really going to fit here. Do their homework on each guy, and that's what they went wrong with really Tiger. They hired them so fast they didn't have time to do their homework on them. And see about his background and this and that, and you know, could he be a good fit for Florida State? Which yeah. he wasn't. Right. We thought he was. We was happy to see a brother become the coach at Florida State. Yeah, yeah. But this is about winning, bro. Yeah. You're not a winner. Everywhere you went, you you've lost. Mm-hmm. You had one good year at South Florida, mm-hmm. and then you jetted for Oregon. After that. Yeah. So um, I'm 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 happy. It's, I know I said a lot, but I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy, Dad. He's out of there, man. I wish him the best, but uh, this is a winning tradition here at Florida State. Right. And we got to get this thing back on track. Yeah, I'm the same way for me. I've been saying it all year. You know, when he first got to Florida State, I, I, I was skeptical, man. I wasn't really, you know, head over heels about the hire, you know. And, and for me, this ain't got nothing to do with black or white, the brother in. I need the best possible candidate, man, at my school to can help us continue to win. And like you said, my whole life, Florida State, what am I used to? Bobby Bowden, 9, 10, 11, 12 wins, national titles, playing for national titles, winning the ACC, competing every year. Every single year of football season starts, bro. Florida State is always in the conversation to play or even win the national title every single year. So even like you said, Bobby Lee, Jimbo come right in, he picks it up. You know, we win a title, bro. We win in 10 games every single year. We finished in the top 10 in the AP every year when Jimbo was there. Except his last year. And then we roll in this guy, Willie Tiger. This is the thing we were sold on. We were sold on a new offense. The spread offense, the up-tempo, the quick-paced offense, keeping defenses guessing. They're not going to be able to keep up with the athletes that we have mixed in with this offense. That's what we was told when he came to the school. Sure and we never saw an inch of that, bro. Mm-hmm. We got all the talent in the, in the world. The most talented probably in the country. You know what I'm saying? And this is the product that we get. I knew it from the first game of the year that Boise State lost. That first game of the year, we came out smoking hot. We almost scored 30 points in that in that half. We was up in them boys like almost three scores. Mm-hmm. And what they do? 
They run us down <laughs> at home easy. And then we're the most undisciplined team. We've been undisciplined since he got there. So where's the leadership? Who's the leader? Like, what is going on, man? So I'm not trying to bash really tackle, but we're the tiger ain't the coach for Florida State. Mm-hmm. And that's been proven. And mm-hmm. you, you can go to the back where people say, oh, y'all ain't give him a chance. Y'all ain't let his recruits see you through. Y'all ain't let him coach his guys. All that, bro. All that, bro. We don't want to hear none of that. No, this no. Florida State. Because Great. guess what? When these jobs open up at, 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 at Notre Dame and 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 and, and USC and, and Ohio State, when these jobs open up, this this ain't the conversation. This ain't the conversation. We should have let him see his recruits through. No, you didn't win. Mm-hmm. We weren't even competing. We're not disciplined. We a joke, bro. You can go back to earlier in this season before we once started. I was telling Black and Fred, like, bro, I'm not, I'm not on it, bro. I don't see it. That's my team, and I love my team. But it's time to move on from Willie Tiger and this era. We finna, this man is set for life, bro. Making this twenty million yeah, off Florida he's State. Set for, he ain't got to go good. do nothing. He, he go good. Chill. You know what I'm saying? So maybe he can go <laughs> to another situation, bro, and rebuild his career, get some relevancy back, bro. Maybe he can go and do that. But he put Florida State in the hole, and I never forget him for that. Yeah, I never forget him for putting Florida State in the hole because now we got to dig our way up. And I'm glad we want schools like Florida. Florida had. Ron Zook, not a good coach. Then they must chat wanting a good coach. They weren't winning. Like, they kept these guys around. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I applaud Florida State for getting this man out of here. Out of there. A year and a half, bro, we good with you, dog. Like, this mm-hmm. is not what we rolling with. So, I applaud Florida State for doing that. Now the search begins. Now let's switch topics, Black. Where we at with this coach? Now, we've been hearing these <laughs> crazy, crazy names, man. We've been hearing the Bob Stoops. We've been hearing Primetime, Deion Sanders. We've been hearing the, the young head coach that's up in Minnesota doing great things, even though I think he just signed an extension, mm-hmm. so he won't be going anywhere. I've heard Chip Kelly. I've heard Urban Meyer. You know, the, the rumor mill is just going crazy because Florida State is a premier job. Florida State the top 10 job in the country. It's a top 10 job in the country. Yeah. You know, so black man, what you been hearing and where you at? Who would you like to be our next head coach, man? Well, <clears throat> First, I'm going to go off. Uh, first, I'm going to say what, I, what I've been hearing. Uh, and if anybody, you know, Instagram, if uh, who knows, fan, y'all follow uh, the Nose Game Day. Uh, been getting some information from my guy uh, who runs uh, Nose Game Day, who uh, usually goes live on Instagram and gives updates to Florida State fans about coaching churches and whatnot. So uh, on Friday, he went live and. He was talking about everybody was asking about who could who could the net coach be and so forth. So uh, he said that he has a source close to the situation, and usually when this source uh, tells him something, it's more than likely ninety percent is 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 going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is he's hearing that uh, Bob Stoops is going to be the guy mm-hmm. at Florida State. Uh, and you know, we went on to start asking questions like, uh, how do you know that? And of course he said he, he believed in source, you know, they broke the news of Francois when he was transferring, they broke the news when Jimbo was leaving right? and, uh, they broke, they also broke the news when Willie Tiger got the job before anyone knew it. So usually when this guy, you know, his source, he don't tells them, tells him something, it usually comes true, but right. they see, he said that he's hearing that they're still trying to work out the the contract and uh coaching staff. So this is what he believe. He believe Urban my I mean uh Bob Stoops is going to be the next head coach. Yeah. It's going to be the next head coach and this is only going to be like a 3-year deal. 
because there's some rumors around that uh, he does wants to coach, but he also he wants after he coaches, he wants to come to, become the AD at right. Florida State. Right. So uh, that's what I've been hearing. You know, of course we'll you know as time goes on, we'll get y'all more updates on you know what's going to happen. Or we probably right. going to see something before you know it again. So, right. 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 So, uh, but uh, like I told you, bro, I'm I'm cool with Bob Stoops. You uh-huh. know. Uh, like I said on previous episode, you know, if no one didn't hear it, y'all go check that episode out. You know, <laughs> I want a, I want a good old boy in there. I want a disciplined head coach, <laughs> and that's what Bob Stoops is. Now I know uh, some people have questions about, you know, him not going to be able to relate to the kids these days. Uh, right, he's right. been out of, he's been, he's not, he hasn't been coaching mm-hmm. for two or three years, but. I'll, I'll accept that because of the type of coach that he is and what he's done. As right. long as we've known Bob Stoops, we know him to be a winner. Right. We've never seen him lose. He's always won 10 games. He always had his team in contention for something. Right. You know? So, uh, I think the reason why he stepped away was issues with his health. You know, I'm pretty sure he's in a better place now if he's thinking about coming back. Right. But, uh... I'll I'll be ecstatic about Bob Stoops. Uh, I would like to see what I, I believe he can get get us from out this this dark cloud that's over us. We can we can get back out of it. Do I think he can put us back on top? I'm not going to speak. I don't know. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do think this: we will see more discipline. We will see better Florida State football. Mm-hmm. And I believe Bob Stoops can potentially win nine or ten games at Florida State in the ACC. Mm-hmm. He did it in the Big Twelve. Well, you can potentially say, is the competition any better in the Big 12 than it is in the ACC? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I'm at with it. Uh, I'm cool with him being the guy if that happens. And then I've been also seeing the rumors about Dion. You know, some people are happy to, will be happy to see Prime be the head coach. But in my heart, he's going to recruit this behind off. He'll be great, you know, for for Florida State. But my thing is... Is coaching. I don't. He will have to get some top-notch guys to come coach if he's the guy. But we don't know. But we're hearing that is Bob Stoops. Yeah, you know, I, Bob Stoops had a hell of a run at Oklahoma. You know, what I'm saying his record at Oklahoma. You know, it, it, it is it's pretty impressive. You know, he won uh, almost 80% of his games, man, when he was at Oklahoma. He has a record of 190 and 48. Uh, 0.798 winning percentage, former national champion, played for five national titles. Year in and year out, Oklahoma was in the BCS at an Orange Bowl or Fiesta Bowl or something like that. They were winning 10-11 games, like Black, Black said. He's never had a losing season as a head football coach. Um, would he come in and get Florida State right? Will we get, you know, our, our kids, you know, in position to be better fundamentally and, and be better disciplined and not – have stupid things going on. Yeah, I firmly believe that. But my only thing with Bob Stewart is how out of touch, you know, is he? You know, what kind of offense will he be bringing with him? You know, what kind of scheme will he be bringing, you know, to allow us to compete with these high-scoring offense these days? You look at these these Clemsons and, 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 and Ohio States and, and these guys who go out here and they putting on 40, 50 points a game. You know, look at the game yesterday with Alabama and LSU, which we'll touch on later. That final was like 46-41 or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's insane. You yeah. know, so uh, what what is he going to bring in? What coaches is he going to have around him that's going to allow us to compete on a high level and score? Now, do I think he can adjust to that? Sure, sure, sure I think he can adjust to that. 
but I don't know. But I can't lie, Black. If they hire Bob Stewart, I wouldn't be mad. But just the mere thought of Deion Sanders <laughs> being the head coach at Florida State University just gives me goosebumps, dog. Like Prime will inject this energy, this this excitement, this just over the top probably excitement. You know what I'm saying? If he became the head coach at the school, and I know the questions are out there. Can Prime coach? Can he put together a coaching staff where we could be successful? Will he have the people in place, you know, to allow our school to get back to the relevancy that we know and that we've seen over the many, many years? Deep down inside, I believe he can do that. Like, he got the ultimate pull. This you is the greatest. That. I believe he can assemble a great squad around him. Like, this is the greatest defensive bat to ever play the game. This is the, a marketing genius. This is a two-time Super Bowl winner. This is one of the fastest athletes with the swag. Like, he just embodies everything of a premier athlete. And Dion was never in trouble. You never heard Dion's name right. in the media, in the news. He was a smack talker, but he went out there and he backed it up. He worked hard. You never hear anyone dissing Dion in his work ethic. You never heard, man, Dion. He 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 ain't even want to practice. He was dizzy. No, he, he ain't got no A B in him. You ain't never had it. You ain't never heard any of that of Prime, man. And if they hire Prime, would I be scared to death? Yes. <laughs> I would be I would be petrified if they hired Prime, man, and 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 he became our coach but i think either way man i'm intrigued and even if the urban mind i don't think we will get an urban mind but even if urban mind name gets in the mix yeah, they they really talking about him they really talking right. about him at usc a lot that's picking up right. a, lot, a lot of steam a lot yeah. of steam so but they're waiting to the season over to see what's going to happen yeah. with their coach but and it's been a lot of rumors going right on with Urban Meyer at uh, USC. Right. So you know, I know there's other candidates out there that 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 haven't reached the surface. I'm all about young, innovative minds uh, who are going to be progressive in offense and be progressive with these kids because these times are just different here in football. It's it's just different, man. It's a new generation, man, and you know, we need a guy in place, man, that can handle that. I tip my hat to the Gators, man, and Dan Mullen, like. Dan Mullen is, is, is doing a great job with those kids. He's doing a great job with that program. Like, he's matching the energy. Like, he's there for the players. Like, he 100% is not coming off as some lieutenant, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, as a head coach. So, I tip my hat. And, and that's the kind of style, if we do hire Bob Stoops, that maybe he can take from, you know, and, and, and lead our guys back to prominence, man, where we belong. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all we've been dealing with our whole life is being successful. So, I don't know exactly where. I would assume they would. Florida State will hire a head coach, you know, before the season is over. Uh, it's, <clears throat> they said uh, about a month in that they're hoping to have a head coach right by then. Right. So that's yeah, what I've been seeing on Twitter, right. and that's what the AD said. He said that they want to, you know, get this where they can have a head coach in place. Right. Because you got uh, early the early signing period coming up. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they want to all the recruiting have, and everything. Yeah, want to have somebody in place, and that's why right. they that's why they doing this because yeah. they got recruits that they want to keep, you know. And then if people follow that on that end, Florida State has has had uh, three uh, three D commitments since mm -hmm. Willie Tiger uh, uh, has got let go. So right. So yeah, man, uh, having a coach in place for that time of year is very important. Yeah, so you know, we, I guess we'll see what happens. Me and Black are longtime Florida State fans. You know, we we bleed Garnett and Gold. It, it's painful what we 
what we've been going through, man. And, and, and you know, we sick of it, man. So, Florida State, get this right. Whoever the AD is, I don't even know Please your name. Get it, right. get it right. Do your due diligence, man, to get somebody in there who's going to get us where we need to go. And all you haters out there, man, all, oh, oh, Florida State, y'all crying. Florida State, y'all trash. Yeah, you right. We, you, we all trash. You're not going to get no pushback from me. But, hey, keep that same energy because ain't no way, and y'all know what I do, ain't no way the Florida State Seminoles going to stay down. We exactly. never stay down. We never stay down. And sooner or later, that Garnet and Gold going to rise from the dead, baby. And then what you going to do? Now, nah, that's all I'm going to say because I can't really say too much more because we in the dumps. <laughs> we in the dumps. So I ain't really going to keep it going like that, man. You know, but, you know, we'll see what happens, man. So, Blake, got anything else to add on the nose, man, before we No, move man, along? I just want to pick it back on what you said about and what you was, you know, what you just said about how, you know, we in the dumps, man. This Florida State, and I'm so happy that they got this right. Like, yeah. don't waste all these years. Like you said, other coaches like Florida did with Ron Zook. Right. Uh, Michael Wayne. Michael Wayne, yeah, Must man. champ. Let's get it. Get it let's out of get here. This, let's get this right. Get it out of here. Because it's a standard. A standard that's, I don't care. I heard people say people say that Florida State is a top 10 job. I look at Florida State as a top five job in college football. Mm-hmm. You know, because look at the history. Look at, look at what Florida State means to college football. Like, in the 90s. Florida State was the team in the nineties. Along, if you, you along with Miami, you want to put Miami in that mix. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you watched nineties football about was for for Florida State. That's how they made their name and Bobby Bowden. Like people that downplaying say it's uh it's not one of the biggest jobs. No, it is a big job. Don't y'all look at it sideways about Florida State. Now we y'all know the tradition, y'all know the history. <laughs> you know, and coach we get one of the best coaches of all time in Bobby Bowden. For sure. So uh, I'm I'm just happy, man. They're getting ready to go in uh, a good direction. I hope they hired the right guy, whoever it may be. Right. Because these are just rumors. We don't know exactly mm-hmm. who is going to be, but whoever they hire, I hope they get it right. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and get everything back on track the way that it needs to be. Because we need to see them stands full, man. We need to see them. We need to see them chops going. We got to get back on top because we missing it. Fans are missing it. I know I'm missing it. Yeah, for sure, man. It's been a tough year, man. You know, it's been a tough year. But, you know, we'll see what happens, man, uh, with Florida State football moving forward. All right, we're going to move along, man. Uh, uh, College football this past weekend, man. I believe it's uh, week 11 uh, in the college football season, man. We had some really important games uh, that took place yesterday. Uh, in the college football scene. So we're going to run down a couple of scores, man, before we talk about, I think, the main two games yesterday. Um, you know, we had uh, – let's start with the teams that's in contention, you know, to really uh, compete for the college football playoff. Um, you know, yesterday, man, you know, Penn State and Minnesota, man, shout out to the Golden Gophers, man, you know, at home and a wild, ruckus crowd, man. They, they took care of business, man. Minnesota – uh, is a team that's going to have to start being talked about. They could potentially win this Big Ten, man. They got one opportunity to take this, man, and they got to get to this Big Ten championship game and knock off the Buckeyes. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that goes, man. And um, I really enjoyed the game. Um, it was it was an all-out war. You know what I'm saying? On both schools knew what was on the line, man, and Minnesota pulled through. Ohio State, man, they just taking care of business. As usual, man, 73-14 over Maryland. No contest there. Uh, uh, Baylor, man, the Golden Bears staying undefeated, setting up a mega matchup next Saturday night against the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, they took care of TCU 29-23 in overtime. Maybe they was looking ahead a bit. 
Florida Gators, man, took care of Vanderbilt 56 nothing. Slow start for the Gators in the first half, but they steamrolled Vanderbilt in the second half. Gators are mathematically still alive uh, to get to the SEC championship game. Uh, they need Georgia to take a few stumbles. And uh, uh, speaking of Georgia, uh, Georgia took care of business 27 nothing against Missouri, almost for sure locking up. The SEC East, you had Wisconsin taking care of Iowa, 24-22. Wisconsin still trying to hang around there, you know, but, you know, I think they too far behind uh, to do anything in the college football playoff. Uh, you had Clemson pissed off, took care of Clemson 55-10. to At one point, I think it was 4-2-0 before NC State even scored. And you had Oklahoma surviving 42-41 at home versus Iowa State. What a wild game, man. I caught the last bit of that game, and it was thoroughly, thoroughly entertaining. Jalen Hurst threw a critical interception with a minute 14 left in the game. Iowa State scored. And, again, you see these head coaches saying, we're going for the win. We're going for the win. Let's yeah. go for two. I'm not mad at that. They went out there, went for two. They didn't get it, and they took uh, the loss. And the main event of the day, the heavyweight super fight, the, 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 the creme de la creme, Maybe the best game of the year so far, back and forth, back and forth. You had the LSU Tigers taking care of the Crimson Tide of Alabama, 46-41. And we're going to pull in Park right here in this game. And let's get into it, man. Black, uh, what was your thoughts on the game yesterday, man? Just both teams, the quarterbacks, the scoring. Not what we're used to, right? You know, with the Alabama-LSU game. So what's your thoughts was on the game, man? Man, I just want to say this, man. I was hyped <laughs> watching the game yesterday. Yeah. I was hyped. I even text you be like, D, bro, like, this game is insane. It was real. If you wanted to see some good football. For sure. That game right there was the one to watch yesterday. For sure. I mean, from from the kickoff. I mean, it wasn't nothing dull about that game at all. Right. Man, just, it's, it's amazing, man. And, you know, Bama's, Bama's been on top for so long and. The home win streak, 33 straight. And, you know, LSU losing to them, I think, what? Uh, eight straight. Eight straight, yeah. eight straight years. So, uh, I know they're happy about getting that monkey off their back, man. Uh, LSU came to play, man. Yes, sir. They came to play. Like, it was crazy to me because at one point, you know, if you, if you really look at that game, if y'all watched it, that really would have been a blowout. For sure. You know, Bama got the touchdown on the punt return, but – they could have potentially been down 33 to 0 in the first half. For sure. And that For would sure. have been crazy, even though it wasn't. But the second half, man, it was just blow it was for just blow. Fireworks. Blow, blow for, for blow. blow. But this guy, uh <laughs> Burrow. This guy, Burrow. Joe Burrow. Man, uh. Yeah. He got the Heisman sitting at the table just ready to pick yeah. it up, man. He just I feel like he just gotta finish out the year and yeah. win the SEC championship. He got that thing, man. You yeah. know, uh, and it's crazy that we've seen this before, you know, a player win the Heisman on Alabama. We've seen it with Johnny Manziel, and mm. that's what this kid did, man. This man had five incomplete passes. I don't have his numbers in front of me. 31 for 39, 393 in the air, <sighs> three touchdowns, no turnovers. Against Alabama? Yes, sir. Flawless game. We've, we, we've, we haven't seen that against Bama in a long time. No. In a long time. And for him to go up there, I mean, cold-blooded. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see no nervous, no nothing in this, in this kid. Right, and you can you can you can actually say that all the years that LSU has always been at the top, they always been one of the teams talked about. Right, could never get over the hump. To see them get over, finally get over hump and beat Bama, 
and then have basically everything in front of them. Yeah. It's it's good. I, I, I love to see it because LSU always take that one or two loss and then you forget about them. Right. When it comes time for the playoff or the big games to be played. But uh it was a good game, man. I was I was highly impressed with it. Uh uh Tua looked a little rusty at first, but in the second half, man, he took off, man. So but like it was a good game. I wish we could see it again, but we're not. Mm-hmm. But um it was a great game. For sure, man. Uh Blow for blow, man. It, it was one of the best games of the year, if not the best game of the year. And the reason I say I think it's the best because you had the quote-unquote top two teams in the country uh, with this game. And LSU had a lot on the line here. You know, they've been talking trash, man, the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. Getting ready for this game. These oh, yeah. boys was ready to play, and I was kind of nervous about them doing that. They going into Tuscaloosa with 100000 Ready for you to come in here and see what we got going on. I tell you what, boy, them boys came in and they stood tall in it. And they didn't move, man. Like I said, Joe Burrow, 31 for 39, 393 yards passing, three tubs and no picks, man. Like, just assertive, aggressive. You know, he had that swag on the field. Like, y'all not going to intimidate or bully me. And Alabama was on their heels early. They came out and put it was happening on them boys early. They letting them know, man, we coming in here to take some. And that's exactly what they did. But... You know, Clyde Edwards, uh, hell you know, 20 carries, 103 yards, 5.2 on the ground, and three touchdowns himself. Like, bro, like, you know, this boy was looking like what Alabama do to people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're running that rock, man. 20 carries, just eating up that clock combined with Burrow. You know, it wasn't our traditional defense uh, oh, it was struggle. None of that. None it was of that. none. That's out. That that's <laughs> out the window, man. This game was thoroughly entertaining, man. And uh, on the other end with Alabama, they were not going to die. They was not going to. They fought. Two was first game back. You know, twenty one for forty. He was a little rusty, but he still threw for four hundred eighteen yards, four tubs, and one pick. You know, and they did a hell of a job um, on everybody else. Now, this kid, Nigeria Harris, Nigeria Harris, 19 carries, 146 yards, eight, eight yards of carry in the tub. That boy's a beast, oh, man. He had a, he had a hell of a game. <laughs> that boy's a beast, he man. He had a hell of a game. Like, that boy's a beast. He really was the engine in the second half to give right. Alabama what they need because yeah. before then, in the first half, they didn't have nothing. They couldn't, that, they couldn't get nothing going. That boy's a beast, but man. But he took it. Upon himself, yeah, and he got them. He was the one that opened stuff up. That for boy's them. a beast, yeah, but yeah, man. He had a hell of a game. And I do want to highlight this Alabama receiving crew. I've watched a lot of football, college football in my in my life. Thirty five years old, man. I've seen a bunch of them, and I gotta kind of go back and see if I'm tripping. But this is the best group of receivers on one team I've ever seen in my life for Alabama: Smith, Judy, Ruggs, Harris, and Wild. Like. Bruh, I was listening to Mel Kuyper this morning, and they was talking about the fallout, all these games. It's potential, like, 40 guys on this team that's going to get drafted mm-hmm. uh, on, from both schools, Alabama and LSU. But he has uh, he has four of the five uh, Alabama guys getting drafted, three of them going in the first round. <laughs> and what, the fifth one not eligible to go to? The yeah, the fifth one not even <laughs> eligible. And you got Judy, a potential number one pick overall. Wow. He got he got Judy number wow. one on his board, and then the DN from Ohio State number two on his board. He flipped them this morning, you know. So I think this is the, the a really good group of receivers. All in all, do I, Alabama? You know, people want to say, "Oh, they still alive." You know, people are saying Alabama all they're gonna do is go from three to four. I don't think so. I think I think Alabama 
they need some things to go in their favor if they're going to get back into they the do. college football playoff. Let me ask you this. I know I agree with you 100% about, yeah. the receive, about their receivers, but how do you feel about LSU group of receivers? They have some good receivers as well. They, they really do. But I think as a core, a, a core group of guys, like you got Chase, you got Jefferson, they really good. You got Randy Mawson out there starting to show his horns, you know, grit his yeah. teeth out there and really show you something. But I think as a collective man, all these boys from Alabama, man, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like take they your are. They take are. your pick, pick your poison. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just as a group, like and tool, you know, he finding these boys. And you know what I'm saying? And he really doing his thing out there, getting the ball to all five of these guys. It was, you know, they didn't have enough to finish the job yesterday, but I wish we could see this game again, but we're not, you know. So it's going to be real interesting to see where Alabama falls in the college football playoff. I guess we could transition right into the playoff. Uh, you know, last week when the first rankings came out, you had Ohio State ranked number one, LSU two, Alabama three, and uh, who was fourth? Penn State was fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, so of course we're going to get a whole new – uh, top four this week. You know, you had three and four losing. So black, you know, just just sitting with it, man. What's your top four looking like uh, this week? Because the new rankings come out nine o'clock Tuesday on ESPN. Who are you thinking your top four, man? When the new rankings come out, man. Um, first of all, I want to say this about the first rankings. Uh, that's BS. Poo poo. And we poo poo. <laughs> poo poo. Listen to me. It's no, you know where I'm finna go with this. For sure, it's no way that you leave the defending national championship out of the, national champions out of the top out four. of the top four. There's no way that is a disgrace to college football. Right, and I know them boys seeing. I, I'm so happy hey, that this hey, is hey. happening to Clemson. Hey, I'm so hey. happy. Hey, hey, hey. That was my response when the rankings came out. <laughs> that was my response. Bruh. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that was my response when the rankings came that was out. The response. Yeah, that Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna say about the rankings. Let me. I was real quick. This is yeah. what I'm gonna say about the rankings. Ohio State, I respect it because they look like the most dominant team in college football right now. A machine. Now. They do. They look like a machine. A machine. But they hadn't played anybody to this point. Mm-mm. They get Penn State in a couple of weeks in the horseshoe. Then let's let's start talking about them then, but that's gonna have a little luster off of it because the way Penn State lost to Minnesota, right? And uh, with the new rankings, oh man, I you you uh, it's no question about it. You gotta have LSU number one for sure. I'm talking you talking about what uh, four top ten teams they took down this year? Yes, sir. They took down four top ten teams. They have to be number one no here now. No, that's a no brainer. And then I I would say at number two I feel like you have to put uh, I feel like you got to put Clemson at number two they they can mm. they continue to uh, kill everybody they play over Ohio dominate. State over Ohio State okay. man I, I would put I'm putting them over Ohio State neither one of them had played any worthy opponent mm-hmm. but with me on the strength of them being a defending national champions and they're undefeated mm-hmm. you have to put them at number two then I got Ohio State at number three mm-hmm. I feel like you know they're one of the most dominant teams in college football right now and then number four it was number four it now was four kinda, is gonna be tricky because that four that, that fourth that fourth spot is tricky it is but at four I have to give it to Georgia in my eyes. I have to give it to Georgia. The Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Okay. I have to put them right there right now. Okay. Because we're going to potentially get a Georgia LSU SEC championship. 
And you know how great would that be for two of the playoff teams to be playing in the SEC championship. But it's it's a lot of potential right now for us to see two SEC schools in this thing. Mm-hmm. We may we I know we talked about this a few episodes ago that uh, this probably not going to happen. But that's what it's looking like. Cause you're going to have Bama down. You're going to have Bama there. Mm-hmm. You still got Florida ranked in the top ten. You st- uh, who else was in the SEC was still ranked. You still got Auburn. I think Auburn still ranked in the top ten. Can they move up? Cause a lot of people is playing. No, Auburn is 11th, but they will be in the top they 10. Still, they will be in the yeah, top Auburn, 10. Yeah, Auburn, so, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Yeah, and then you you got to give, you, you hate to say it, but you got to start looking at Minnesota. You got to yes, start you looking do. at Minnesota. Yes, you do. The new post came out earlier, uh, not the playoff poll, the AP, AP. poll, and they had number seven. Right. From 17, they jumped 10 spots. Yeah. And so they, you got to start looking at them. They're undefeated. And if you get a, a if you get Bella and they knock off Oklahoma, Oklahoma next week, it can get real gotta, tricky. It could get real tricky then. Yep. It could get real tricky. Yep. But uh, for right now, I got um, I got LSU one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, and um, Georgia at four. Okay. Uh, you, you know, for me, I think I think that four spot this week is gonna be the one we gonna really see where. Uh, the committee is really looking. Uh, for me, I got number one LSU, no brainer. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Buckeyes at two. At three, I'm gonna go Clemson. Uh, and at four, for me, man, I've been, I've been I've been going back and forth, man. You have three teams here, well, really four teams here buying for this fourth spot. You got Georgia, you got Oregon, you got Utah, and you got Oklahoma. But then you say we gotta look at Minnesota. We do. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's undefeated. They just took down number four at home. Yeah. So for me though, I'm just gonna sit still. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go Georgia fourth. Um, and it's close with Oregon. I mean, I, I just I know Oregon lost to Auburn, but Auburn is still a top ten team in this country. Yeah, they still a top ten team, and that's only going to benefit them if Oregon if Auburn can keep winning. Of course, they got a collision course of Alabama coming up, but I think this is the most trickiest batch of playoff teams I think we've yeah. had since, since the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. And I think this year is going to be the year where not only are you going to have one team pissed off than that in. But you could have two or three teams that could be like, hey, we should have been in, not getting in. I mean, if you look how everything is setting up, now you got Minnesota and Penn State. I mean, I mean, you got Penn State and Ohio State. You got um, uh, Auburn and Alabama. You got Baylor and Oklahoma getting ready to play. Like, you, you got a lot of teams here who still got to scrap it out. You know, Ohio State and Penn State, they got business to take care of. You got a lot that got to be sorted out. And, of course, when we get into the conference championships, a lot going to be sorted out. But it's going to be real interesting to see who is this fourth team going to be this year. Yeah. You know, because that's the spot. Because I think the top three spots, if everything goes as planned. This is my this is my thing. This is what I want to say about Minnesota. I was looking at their schedule. And they have one well, the biggest games they got left on their schedule, uh, they got – Wisconsin, Iowa, and then uh, I think I think that's it. And then if they get to Minnesota, big, Minnesota yeah, Minnesota. Okay. Then if they get to uh, the Big, the big Ten, Ten title. title game, they'll probably potentially have Ohio State if they take care of business against Penn State. Now, so they you say the Wisconsin right? They got Wisconsin too. Got, That's they, their last game of the year. Yeah, they got Wisconsin. I don't know. And they, they go, go to Iowa there. next week. They, they get they Wisconsin to, at home. They go to Iowa next week. Okay, so that's gonna be a big game for them next week. They got two tough games left. They got two tough games left. But I'm thinking, let's say, let's say somewhat happened and they stay undefeated. Yeah. Win the Big Ten. They end. 
You got to put them in. Yeah. Minnesota in. You got to put Minnesota in. You got to. Over Oregon. If they beat Ohio State, they beating them a full Penn State already. They beating them a full Penn State. You right. I, I, they beating I, them a full that, Penn that'd State. That'll be two top ten teams. Yes, sir. That'll be two top five teams in the and, Yeah, and, and potentially knocking off the number one team in the country when they play Ohio State. Yeah. In the Big Ten title game. They got to go. They have yeah, to. If right. they sitting at 12 and 0. I was thinking about that. I was like, what do you do with that? And you know what, deep down, Black, I hope it kind of happened, man. I want to see some chaos. Really? I want to see some chaos, man, because I want to see what these guys are going to do. See, everything is always set up sweet for this committee. You got certain teams knock out certain teams. You don't really have – we ain't had the chaos yet. The only chaos we had is when Georgia and Alabama both made the playoff. And we already know the real reason why they both got in. It's because you had a three-loss Penn State team that you can't put in the playoff over a one-loss mm-hmm. Georgia. You couldn't do that. You couldn't. Over a one-loss Alabama, excuse me, you couldn't do that. But we also know this about the playoff. They look at who going to have the most attraction – who gonna make the most money? Who gonna put the most butts in the seats? My thing is, I'm scared about for Minnesota is, let's say they do win out and go undefeated, and they round that area where they seeing if they want to put them at four or they sitting on that five line, and they you trying to decide between let's say Alabama, like what do you do if they win the Big Ten? If they win the Big They're Ten, in. they beat two top five teams. And the number one team in the country. They're in. Okay. Alabama resume is not nice. It's not. They don't have a top 10 win all don't. year. They don't. All they year. Don't. They could potentially get one at the end of the year against Auburn. Auburn. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. But you can't deny a team who's unbeaten win their conference and beat two top five teams. Okay. You're right. I don't, I don't, I don't see where the committee can even entertain that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they wouldn't com- – would – Really think about it, cause it'll be a we know how they are about Bama. But we just tra- know it. But it's a travesty. <laughs> it'll be a travesty. And I think anybody who would sit there and be like, "Hey, we got to put Alabama in over over a team who beat two top five teams." Come on, man, it's a no brainer. You got to yeah. put the Gophers in. Yeah. But we'll see how it happens, man. I think we got a lot of. <laughs> yeah, this is tricky this year. It's man. so many teams. It's I mean, tricky this year. I mean, just looking at the rankings, literally. Right now, there are at least 10 teams, bro, fighting for four spots this late in the year. 10 teams. Yeah. 10 teams. And I seen that they, uh, well, they really had no choice but to kick Florida out the top 10 now with two losses because. Well, they right there at 10. Oh, they still at 10? They at 10. I thought they seen the I thought they had them at 11. No, they did 10. When they came out this morning. No. Well, on the AP. The AP, they 11. But in the the college football playoff, they They 10. 10. Okay, okay. Yeah, but. I feel like that's probably going to change now because you had Penn State lose, and then who else went down? They oh they was the only team to lose in the top, Alabama. Four, and Alabama went down, so they probably going to move out of the top ten. But right. they they were the only team in there with two losses in the top ten still. So right, right, long and then probably going to be Auburn as well. So right, not saying that they're going to make it, but you still got two lost teams that's still in the top ten. That's that's crazy, and they both in the SEC. That's right. crazy. Yeah, so you know we're gonna keep our uh, a close eye, and you know we're gonna be uh, talking about and covering uh, this college football playoff. I think it's one of the most intriguing stories in sports uh, with the playoff. Uh, you know, so you know we'll see what happens. We're coming into the I think the eleventh or twelfth week of the season coming in this Saturday, eleventh week of the season this Saturday, and man. I just can't really wait to see how it turns out. So, uh, your boys here at the Sports says, you know, we'll be covering the madness, and I hope it is. I hope it is. All right. 
All right, moving forward, man. Today is Sunday. All right, we're recording on the Sunday. It's kind of different for us, man. But NFL is actually happening right now. Uh, we just saw two great games uh, with the uh, Steelers hanging in there. Shout out to Mike Tomlin, man. Hell of a head coach, man. He is coaching his tail off of this team. I believe they are now having a winning record. I think the Steelers are now 5-4, five five and four, knocking off the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And they, were, they was hot, too, coming right, into this game. At home. And then we also, you know, was keeping our eyes on the Panthers, who got stopped on the one-yard line to try to tie the game against the Green Bay Packers and Lambeau. But some other scores that took place. How about them Oakland Raiders, man? All the drama, all the loud noise, the A-B stuff. Can Gruden coach is Gruden outdated. And now these boys got a winning record, Bro, man. We said before the season started that they was going to be trash. Remember that? We did. Every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, they 5-4 and four now. They 5-4. Five they 5-4. Five one game out of first place, yeah. man. They one game out of first place, uh, you know, with the Kansas City Chiefs, man. So, shout out to the Raiders and Coach Gruden, man. They doing their thing. Shout uh, out to jo- Josh Jacobs, man, doing his thing. Balling. Yes. He balling, balling, man. man. Uh, some other good games that we had today, man. We had the Chiefs and the Titans, man. It was a real good game. What's up with Ryan Tannehill, man? Want a ball all of a sudden. Yeah, Mario ain't getting that bag. No, nah, he ain't getting that bag. <laughs> he not getting that bag. He'll be playing somewhere else next year. Yeah, he not he getting that bag. definitely be playing somewhere else. But the Tennessee Titans took care of business today, beating uh, the Chiefs 35-32 at home. Patrick Mahomes returned uh, back. Mahomes still looks a little gimpy. You can tell he's not himself. Uh, but he played hard, and he played well enough to win. But uh, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans weren't having it today. Uh, we had the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, the MVP favorite uh, in the league right now is Lamar Jackson in the ball, out of the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to talk about him in just a second. They took good business, 49-13 over the winless and atrocious and the putrid uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Cleveland Browns trying to get back on track. They got their third win of the year today, taking care of Buffalo 19-16. Buffalo's a good football team, good defense, uh, but they just couldn't do it today. Had some shockers uh, took place today. You had the Dolphins take care of the Colts. Jacoby Brissett was out, but I would have thought the Colts would have had enough at home to take care of the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You had the Falcons beating the Saints 26-9 at home. Me, personally, I don't think that's a good sign. At that's home, not. Drew, Drew Brees' second game back, 26-9 against a putrid Falcons team. Matt Ryan was out last week, and he's made his return, and he came and got a win like that. Yeah, do you think – do you think uh... – the rust is starting to show on Drew Brees now. I think with them him coming back, he looked good in that first game, but then they had that bye week right after that win. So they were off. No, all no, that no, time. no, no, no. They had a bye week before he came back. No. The bye week was The Saints. No, they he came back and then they he they won. They beat Air they beat oh, Arizona. Okay, okay. And then went on the bye. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're Atlanta. right. You're right. So I don't, I don't know. know. It was just kind of weird. It was a weird love of Wilson. And it's still a it's still a uh uh Conference game, a divisional game. That's, that's yeah, 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 yeah. So you and, know those games are tough. So and that NFC is wild and it's wide yeah. open, man. So uh, you had the Bears trying to get back on track, taking care of the Lions. Uh, Matt Stafford was out. His streak of 100 and I think 36 consecutive games was over. He has uh, small fractures in his back, man. That's not a good sign, man, for Matt Stafford. Um, and. That's about it. But we got two games left on the slate. My Cowboys getting ready to kick off here. 820, taking care of the Vikings. Oh, not taking care of. Well, I'm sure they will, by the way. But they got the Vikings tonight uh, getting ready to kick off here shortly. And then tomorrow night, probably the best game of the weekend, well, of the week, you have the Seattle Seahawks with the MVP candidate, Russell Wilson, traveling out to Levi Stadium in San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers tomorrow night. Uh, so all in all, man, pretty pretty good day in the NFL 
Uh, but there's one storyline in particular, you know, we want to touch on before we move forward. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars was off this week. Uh, the Jaguars, uh, they had a good run with uh, Minshew Mania, Gardner Minshew. I think Minshew went four and three mm-hmm. uh, as a starter. I think the Jags are sitting now at four and five. Or yeah, four, yeah four, and f- four and five. Four and five, yeah. losing to the Houston Texans in London last week. But last Monday, Coach Doug, head coach Doug Marone came out and said, Nick Foles uh, will be getting the start uh, when they return next week. Uh, to play so black you know they got the Colts next Sunday in Indianapolis at one o'clock black how you feeling about Foles getting a start what are you thinking about the Jaguars in particular uh as we move forward uh you know we're almost yeah we're more than halfway through the season so coming into the fourth quarter of the season where you at with Foles being a start and the Jaguars overall well I feel like I feel like you had to do it I feel like you had to give Foles the job back um I think the game last week, you really wanted to see could Minshew uh, pull that win out and maybe, you know, look good doing it. And I think they really, if he would have won, I feel like they probably couldn't have gave it back to Foles. But at the same time, we got to remember here, that's $80 million sitting on the sideline. For sure. That's $80 million mm-hmm. that's sitting over there. Mm-hmm. So you have to play him. You're, you're, uh, you're four and five. Right. And – Let's say Foles come back. Let's just say he come back and get he get hot, get y'all some wins. Jazz right. go potentially six and two, and then you have some people lose some games uh, in the, in our division, like Houston, because they have a really tough schedule moving forward. Mm-hmm. You could potentially be looking at setting yourself setting yourself up to have a chance at a wild card. Is it a long shot? I think it's a long shot. It I is. really do. It's a long shot. It is. But uh, I'm ha- <clears throat> I was happy to see what we have in Minshew. That means that we could potentially have a good future when you get do get rid of foes and have him, you right. know, at the helm. I feel like you're going to have something. You won't have to be scratching your head about what you're going to do at quarterback right. or just getting guard off of quarterbacks in the draft like we've done uh, the past <laughs> the past few years of the ones that we did take. Right. So uh, I was I'm cool with it. Uh, I'm cool with him being back. Hopefully, we can get a win in uh, Indianapolis because they're not looking good right now. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, we can go down there and get a win on Sunday and come back and take care of business. Right. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you with that, with you on Minshew Black. I, I think as far as the Jaguars, like, I'm proud of the Jags this year. They dealt with a lot of turmoil. They dealt with a lot. I ain't going to say turmoil. They dealt with a lot of adversity. They dealt with a lot of uncertainty. They dealt with a lot of, you know, of people just not believing. I mean, we were real hard on the Jags, you know, to start the season. You know what I'm saying? It's, and we're not taking into consideration. Foles only played a quarter of football. One quarter. One quarter. And he was out. And then the rookie quarterback was inserted and did a damn good job, you know, and until Foles can come back uh, this Sunday. You had the Jalen Ramsey fiasco. You know, will he be traded? Will he won't be traded? Are they going to pay him or are they not going to pay him? Then he was traded. They could have laid down, but they came back out that next week and got a win the week after Jalen got traded. Yeah. You know, so they hung in there. So for the Jags to be sitting at four and five in the hunt for a wild card, I think you can hold your head up if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan right now. Now, what's going to happen in the future? Well, we're going to find out this Sunday, you know, with Nick Foles. I don't think this is a – Okay, you want the Jags to win, but we need to see a whole game for Foles and what he's going to do, what he's going to produce, how is he going to spread that ball around, what's going to make him a better option than Minshew. Because Minshew has no choice but to get better. He's a rookie. 
Yeah. And he's just out there playing. You know, so we're going to see that Jags defense, the secondary is taking a beating. You know, can they hold up, you know, in Indianapolis? Now, I think it's going to be a nip and tuck game. It's going to be a hard fought game. Indianapolis is the grind of that team. I don't know if Brissett will be back. This could be a prime game for the Jaguars to come and take a win and get back at 5 of 5 and be ready to roll. So, uh, for the rest of the season. So, I think overall, you got to see what Foles got. You got to see if that $80 million is uh, worth keeping on your books or do you trade it? You just got to, you know, you just got to see what's happening uh, there, you know, with the Jags and with Minshew. So, and I also applaud Doug Monroe. Like, he's had a good coaching year through all of this mess. If you want to keep it real, the Jazz could be like one and seven, one and eight. They could be mm-hmm. winless. Like the Jazz could be in the slums of the NFL, and they're, but they're not. They're battling. They're hanging in there with the potential, man, with the potential of doing something crazy. And when I say something yeah. crazy, I mean getting a wild card, <laughs> going <laughs> on the road, yeah. and making life difficult for somebody yeah. in the first playoff game, which I exactly. believe that they very well could. Because I believe if if they did, which I like I said, I think it's a long shot. Right. If they did, I don't think a few teams in the AFC will want to see the Jaguars nah. in a wild card game. No, nah, I don't think they will. Not either. a scrappy Jaguar team who's going to get it together. And we got to realize something. The Jags are really banged up right now. For sure. They have a lot. Like, they filling a lot of holes. A lot of kids been hurt. And right. then once they get everybody back on the defensive side of the ball like they need to. Right. Jacksonville is going to is going to be uh, a little scary, right? You know, so I think and I think that's what killed them last week too with the loss. They had a bunch of people out on the defensive side of the ball and they filling a lot of holes. Man, they had kids that they had somebody at linebacker that I didn't even I've never heard of them a day in my life. <laughs> like somebody off the street, like right, yeah, I've never heard of them. But yeah. once they get a little more healthier and then. Let's like you said. Once they if they can get to handle the coast and get the five to five, let's see what happens. Right, right. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. You know, we're gonna keep our eyes on the Jags, man, and uh, see what's going on, man. So we getting ready to transition out of NFL, getting onto this NBA, man. Such a grand time of the year. My Cowboys about to kick off against my man Dalvin Cook and uh, the Minnesota Vikings, man. But let's get into this NBA. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk, you know, to my people real quick on this IG. If you who, if anybody happened to see this, you can see what we repping. <laughs> you can see what we repping. All right, so I'm being dead serious. So, you know, we've been talking about this for a good little bit. And now y'all seeing it. It's coming to fruition. You feel what I'm saying? You know, we're not playing out here. <laughs> not playing. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The that's what I'm talking about. Them boys. Seven and one. Seven and one. Number one defensive team in the NBA. Number one offensive scoring team in the NBA. We're not playing. LeBron ain't playing. AD ain't playing. We are here running you boys off the road. So all you Clippers, you Kawhi supporters and lovers, be that. But I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now, it's about to get real scary. It's getting real scary because the Lakers, bruh, the Lakers, bruh, yeah, I feel you, bruh. <laughs> the Lakers, bruh, we're not playing, bro. So I just want to give like a quick PSA on the Los Angeles Lakers. All that, we're going to get into this Kawhi, we're going to get into this LeBron. We're going to talk about all this, bruh. But y'all been seeing what I've been seeing. Y'all been seeing it. Year 16, we out here bamming on you boys. Triple doubles every night. You feel me? With so, ease too. Yeah, so you know, we you know, we gonna we 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 finna get into it here on the sports desk. 
let's get into these standings in the Western Conference, man. You got the number one Los Angeles Lakers at seven and one. You got the Denver Nuggets at six and two. The Rockets at six and three. Mavs six and three. Jazz six and three. Clips at six and three. Suns surprising team five and three. Timberwolves five and three. Spurs five and four. And then you got the Trailblazers at three and six. You know that's a Breon, you crazy? That's a, uh, a a shock there. But let's go right into the Lakers, man. Black, talk to him, bro. What you been seeing throughout the first two weeks of the NBA season? What you been seeing, man? Man, it's been some good basketball, man. Like For overall, sure. overall sure. good basketball, man. And uh, For sure. You know, and we've talked about this before. I'm 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 one of the biggest LeBron fans there is, you know. But man, just 17 <laughs> years. Yes, sir. 17 years? Yes, sir. To bang, see bang. to see what this man is bang, doing bang. right now at this point in the season. Like he he hadn't even scratched the surface all the way yet. Yeah. It's just the beginning of the year, and we've seen it already. For sure. And I really think after game one, everybody was like, oh, man, what was going on with LeBron? What was going on with him against the Clippers? I believe LeBron said, you know what, man? Fuck this. <laughs> like, word, word, I think word. he really took a step back and said, look what I have. Right. Like, this is one of the best teams I ever had in my life. Like, why well, I'm going to sit back Word. and and not get this done. And Word. ever since the Clipper game, what we didn't been seeing. Ever Word. since the Clippers game. That's why, I'm, I, that's why I can't wait for Christmas Day to come back around. <laughs> I cannot wait. Mm. But, man, like, overall, man, like, what the Lakers doing, it's, it's, it's insane. What, uh, what, 8-1 right now? So, man, to see LeBron, what LeBron doing and then to see what uh, – to see what uh, Anthony Davis doing as well. And not just Anthony Davis, like the whole Lakers team as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caruso uh, mm-hmm. doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Like they had a stat line yesterday. Every game that he's played in, they undefeated. Mm-hmm. He didn't play in the first game. Every game after that, they've won. Mm-hmm. You know, and they I feel like they need to play that kid more and more and more. Mm-hmm. He just bring an energy about himself. I I'm mm-hmm. starting to feel like he might be the energy guy off the bench. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I thought that was something that, you know, that Dwight was going to give, which I think Dwight does. But when he's when Caruso is on the court, it seems like it goes to the next level when For he's sure. on the court. For sure. But uh yeah, man, I'm uh I'm hyped about the Lakers, man. Like what what we're seeing is 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 crazy from LeBron in year seventeen. Yeah, yeah. We 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 haven't seen anything like this. Yeah. But overall we've haven't we've had some good basketball thus far in uh yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. You know with the Lakers, man, you know, I'm watching every game. You know, here at the sports desk, you know, we have the links. You know, we have them. You know, we're watching all the games, man. We're not missing one Lakers game, man. And and I tell you this, man. I didn't expect the Lakers to click as quickly as they are. Me neither. They they click right away, bro. Like it's like with LeBron running point, you know, until until Rondo can get back with LeBron, with LeBron running point most of the time, with him facilitating, getting everybody going, getting everybody in rhythm. Like LeBron is, he's only averaging like I think like twenty one points a game or something like that so far. That's because he has another responsibility. That's to get the team going, but he getting triple doubles, rebounding. He getting steals. Like, he, you know, everything. He, he doing it all. He's literally doing it all, bro. And the one thing I love, love, love that LeBron gets a chance to reap this year is that when he goes to sit down, he can get a legitimate rest. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. We've seen it, bro. 
over the past years, bro. The last two years he was in Cleveland, I don't think the man had a – I don't think the man rest at all. He because, didn't. Because as soon as he sat down, the lead was gone. <laughs> and then some. And then some. So it's just so good to see that LeBron – had. this is his most dynamic group, his most dynamic team that he's had, bro, since he's been in the league. He has. From it top is. to bottom, you know, and I applaud the coaching staff. They spreading these minutes out. They getting these players in, and everybody's getting a piece of the pie. We moving defense. I can't, I can't believe the Lakers are the number one defensive team in the league. That's what I was going to say, too. I've never seen a LeBron James-led team like this play defense like this in my life. Yeah, man. Never. Yeah, never. Man. And he's – and uh, I'm not going to say he's the driving force of it. You know, Anthony Davis set the tone defensively every game. Yeah. But to see Bron D'ing up and doing what he – do, doing like we we usually don't see this from LeBron because he focused so much offensively mm-hmm. and getting his team you know getting everything together and making sure the offense is going good. Mm-hmm. But to see him playing defense, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. Because we haven't seen this part of his game in a very long time. For sure. <laughs> and it's because he has he has the right personnel around him where he can defend. Where it can be a chain reaction. Because that's what it is. It's a chain reaction they defend. And as soon as we got Kuzma back, I was like, man, you know, how is the flow going to be messed up? Is the flow going to take a, a, a step back, you know, when Kuz come back? But it did it. It's like Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd, like, they are, like, amazingly putting this kid back in to get his groove at the right spots during the game. And it's not messing up nothing. I watched that Chicago Bulls game last, I think it was Tuesday night. The Lakers was down 19. And I was like, well, you know, it's going to happen. You know, this is our second game on the road. You know, we don't want five straight. Man, I went and did some things, talked to my wife for a little bit, ate a little dinner. I went back in the room. <laughs> I'm like, but we up two. I said, I wasn't even going that long. Mm-hmm. Now we up five. Now they just start showing out. The White Howard just start getting busy. And I know the Bulls not a good team, but you got to realize, in basketball terms, when you're down 19, 19 points, that's a journey, bro. Yeah, it is. You got to buckle down, strap up, and go get a win, bro. Like, you got to try to fight your way back into the game, and that's exactly what the Lakers did. And, I, yeah, we Laker homers here, Laker supporters here. Yeah, 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 I know all that. But I'm letting you know now. I'm letting you know it's going to get worse from here, you know, when we talk Lakers. But I don't want to give all the Lakers all the love because, you know, you have a lot of other good teams in the Western Conference, too. The Denver Nuggets are playing ball. Your kitsch is getting you out of the paint. <laughs> he done had two game winners in the last two games. Yeah. Like, these boys is balling, and they playing defense. They sitting at 6-2 in the West, man. This is a good basketball team. Russ and James Harden seem like they're trying to figure it out. Now, what I don't like is Harden been going crazy the last, what, three games and a half, 40-plus. Yeah. I know Russ had a, a, a low management a game off or whatever, you know, but it, it – I'm fine with that. You know, I think the Rockets that kind of got stagnant, but they was able to get back on track. I tell you what, man, the, the Mavs with Luka Doncic, man, Luka Doncic a dog. Hey, he I, a dog. I want to say this, man, about the, and I know it's old, but the game that they had with the Lakers, man. Oh man, I just, I just sat oh, back and watched. Oh man, like this kid, 19 year old kid, going blow for blow with LeBron James all night. All night long. Yes, sir. And I could respect LeBron, but like, goddamn, boy. <laughs> like, that's the king, and he knew. Yeah. 
Bron all said you night, a dog, like, boy. Whenever Bron did something, but said, okay, yeah. I'm going to answer that. Yeah. Like, the see, we we got to see two triple doubles happen in one game. Yeah, man. And this kid, Doc, is, I told some, I told a friend of mine that I worked with. I said, man, look, listen to me right now. I know <laughs> Steph's gone. Yeah, yeah. I know Russell, Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook is with James Harden. Uh-huh. He the best point guard in the league right now. Luca? To me. Wow. To me. Okay. He is to me. I could be wrong. If y'all could show me something different than what we seeing thus far in the league and somebody who's doing it better than what he's doing it right now, please tell me. Okay. Because if I'm wrong, I will admit that. Okay. Nah, man. That's how you but feel. <laughs> to see this kid, okay. not just in that game, because I think the very next night he had another triple-double. Triple double. Yeah. Like, just, just to see what this kid's doing at 19 years old yeah. from overseas. Like, the Mavericks look like the Nash Navinsky of old now with him and Porzingis. Yeah. Like, it, it, it gives you that feel if nobody really paid attention to Nash and Navinsky when, when they were together. Dallas and Dallas. Yeah. In Dallas. Like, that's what it feel like with, with uh, Dockage and uh, Porzingis. Right. But to see this kid, man... Do what he's doing on a night in and night out. Like, I don't see who's doing it better than him. Like, I got to get this man all the props for yeah. what he's doing this, so far. And it's early in the season he's doing this. Yeah, he's playing well, man. He's he, he's playing incredible. Dalvin Cook out here cutting up the Cowboys. He done touched the ball there. Play Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, Doc's just playing really well. I'm going to kind of hold reserve by him being the best point guard in the league. Uh, I so far, right now, yeah, dude. so far, right yeah, now. I feel you. So far, <laughs> but he's he's really playing really really well, man. Uh, before we move out of the West, I do want to spend some time with the Clippers. Uh, they are getting Paul George back. Uh, he's supposed to be back, I think, this week. And then Kawhi Leonard with this low management thing, there's been a lot of barking about that. You know, him not playing on back to backs and stuff like that. Somebody asked me last week, you know, do I have a problem with uh, Kawhi Leonard taking Lowe's management? Shout out to my boy Charles. Uh, me and him have these GM, these GM debates, you know, every time we uh, get together. And he says I'm pro player and Charles is pro, pro league, pro business, you know. And and I don't have a problem with Kawhi taking games off on the back-to-back. Did we not see what Kawhi Leonard did in the NBA playoffs in the finals last year? Did we not see that? Did we not see what he did? Yeah. He missed 26 games last year. But he also won a championship. The <laughs> Toronto Raptors have a banner up in their ceiling. Regardless of what happened with the Warriors, the Raptors are champions. Kawhi Leonard showed out. Kawhi Leonard showed out. He showed out. And that's because he's doing what's best for him and for his body. I guarantee you, before he signed with the Los Angeles Clippers, guarantee you that was a discussion. That this is what's going to take for me to get to the NBA Finals. This is what it's going to take for me to be ready to uh, play for a championship. This is what it's going to take. So I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, what he's doing. Um, so, but I do want to have, I want to just get, you know, before we go back to, you know, the Clippers and the Lakers and LeBron and Kawhi, the Phoenix Suns are hooping. They are. Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns are my surprise team so far. In the NBA, I've watched 
almost all of their games and the most one of the most entertaining games of the year was then when they had when they faced the Miami Heat a couple nights ago. Him and that kid Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, uh like it was just so much talent on that floor and they had a hell of a game. That was a great game between both of those teams and both teams the Heat are no surprise team this year. Mm-hmm. They hooping as well. So I just want to tip my hat to the sons of Devin Booker. I think the Western Conference man is shaping up to be my another bloodbath year, you know, but I want to you know I want to go remiss I don't want to be remiss if I don't mention that at the end of this year, I am not the fan of saying, hey, I know it's going to be Clippers and Lakers. I know it can be somebody else. I know it can because how deep the West is running. I don't know if the Lakers won't make it to the West Conference Finals, and I don't know if it's going to be the Clippers. That's what I want. As a basketball fan, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. But we got a lot of good teams in the Western Conference. Definitely do. So in the East, man, the East is is shaping up pretty well too, man. You got the Boston Celtics, man, 7-1. They lost their first game of the year against Philly as well, and they've won seven straight. Uh, Jason Tatum is playing out of his mind. Gordon Hayward is playing out of his mind. Now, he he, uh, suffered a small fracture in his uh, left hand, I believe. He's going to be out uh, for about two weeks uh, getting that right. But Gordon Hayward has returned to form. You got the Raptors without Kawhi, man. That same group of guys without Kawhi, six and two, number two in the East, man. That's crazy. That's six nah, and that's two. Crazy to me. Six and two, number two in the East. You yeah. got the Heat, six and three. You got the Bucks, six and three. Seventy sixes, uh, five and three. You got the uh, six ranked Pacers, five and four. The Nets, four and four, and then the Hornets at four and five, uh, round out the top eight seeds in the East. I don't think this is the same old Eastern Conference. Now the Western Conference is a better conference, but this ain't the same old East. You got a lot of competitive teams, a lot of young teams, and you're going to have to come to play. You're going to have to come to play when you go against one of these teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, We were coming into the year saying this conference was top-heavy. It was a top-heavy conference with Boston, Philly, and the Bucks. But I don't see no reason why the Miami Heat won't compete all year long. I don't see no reason why they won't. Yeah, they got a really good, solid team. Yeah, and good coaching. Yeah, good coaching. And, and a good atmosphere. Now, if Deion Waiters can get straight, I know you was excited to get to L.A. You want to pop your edible and get the <laughs> foaming out the mouth and passing all out on on the team playing. And, uh, they suspend him 10 games today for and that. This, and this kid, what, none? Uh, yeah, he hooping. He hooping. He hooping, man. He like hooping. That, he, he a nice piece for them, He man. hooping, man. So, it, it, it's really coming together, man, for the Miami Heat, man. And the Bucks, they doing what Bucks do. Giannis is just... He being a monster, you know, so far, man. I mean, my God, and I was I was upset that we didn't get to see him and Kawhi when they was out there playing the Clippers. Uh, I think it was Wednesday night. I was kind of upset about that, man, because you know you want to see that. You know, yeah. you want to see two of the top five players in the league, you know, get down. But I think the Eastern Conference is in good shape. I think it's better than what it has been, and um, you know, we're just gonna keep on watching it and see how it goes, man. Um, so before we wrap up in the NBA and move forward, man. I just want to spend some time on two things, man. Black, I want you to answer this for me, man. The Golden State Warriors, man. Is it is it not crazy what's happening to their organization? It's I, it's nuts, man. I think we've I I think on another oh, on, well, on another episode, I I think we discussed this but not long, but how, we talked about how dynasties usually come to an end. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, but we've seen this before with different dynasties. Like you start getting these injuries and things happen to players, but it's usually a one player who messes it up or he gets hurt. 
but we're talking about the whole entire core of the Warriors mm-hmm. is not playing basketball right now. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure what's going on with Draymond. Is he going to make it back or is he playing? But to see the news the other day about Steph not coming back, was I was I was in shock. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, are they already calling in a year? For sure. They are. When I saw the news about Steph, I said, oh, they just waved the flag for the whole season. His diagnosis that's crazy was, to me. His diagnosis was three months. That's what his diagnosis yeah, was. They said with he would have been back by All-Star by break. All-Star after break. All-Star, right? Right. Okay. So they tried to make sense of it saying, well, if he comes back, it's probably like 25 games left before the playoffs start. Warriors would be done for. So that mean he won't that mean he can't go out there and play? If he's gonna be fully healed in three months, he can't go out there and play? Now, do I have a big, big problem with that? I don't. I don't have a big, big problem with it. But I am curious to why that decision was made. And why haven't we heard anything about that from the NBA? So the NBA going to let that ride. Okay, cool. Clay hurt. We know he hurt. So he's still recovered. The Draymond thing. Kind of weird to me. You know, they say he hurt his wrist. He hurt his hand. He got some some things going on in his hand. We ain't seen Draymond since the second game of the year. <laughs> I mean. And that's kept quiet. I mean, it's like D'Angelo. Uh, don't get me wrong. They got this kid. Uh. I don't even know his name. I'm, I'm sorry. Is it? Is it? What is the kid name? It's not Pascal. Is it Pas- Pascal. It's him. Pascal. Yeah. Like he hooping. Yeah. But it's like D'Angelo Russell just out there by himself, man. Putting up sixty spots. Oh man, it's crazy to see like. To and see they this dead last to man. the Warriors. Yeah. And they dead last in the league at like, two and eight. Daddy, two and eight. Uh, Pop, uh, Daddy Oglesby asked me, "Shout out, Pop." Shout Pop Gear. Yes, sir. He was like, "Do you?" This is the end of a dynasty. I was like, <laughs> but I don't Pretty think it much. is. I don't think it is. You don't think so? I don't think it is. I think the Warriors are going to regroup and revamp after this year somehow. You got to think going into next season, they still going to have Draymond, Steph, and Clay. Now the rumors out there are they going to trade D'Angelo Russell and get something for him? Are they going to keep him? All that's out but there. But they were talking about trading Draymond. Yeah, yeah, but they ain't going to trade. He just got a hundred million. He just got a hundred million. He ain't going nowhere. He I'm the core about piece. After all the injuries and right, right. I'm talking about he like got hurt. They was talking about would it be a good thing for the Warriors to go ahead and trade Draymond? No, nah, I think he stays. I think it's a lot of pieces out there that the Warriors are looking at, and one person in particular that they looking at to try to get him out to Golden State. And it's no secret it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. Now that's it's no secret. He's a free agent after this year. It's no secret. They're going to have the cap space. They can trade D'Lo. They can get D'Lo 100 million out of here. You can bring in Giannis. I, they not slick to me. Like, the Warriors ain't slick. They not slick, bro. Like, they plotting and planning for something big, and we going to see. Now, I saw on ESPN last week, a lot of teams are circling the Warriors when they play them, try to beat them by 50, 60 points. For what? You're not playing against Steph. KD gone. Draymond not out there. Clay hurt. So why you want to go put 50, beat the four? This Warriors team by 50. What, what's that proving? Nothing. <laughs> That's not proving. I think that was the dumbest thing I ever heard. You know what I'm saying? What, what is that proving? But do I think it's the end of a dynasty with the Warriors? I don't. I think they're going to revamp. I think they're going to come back strong. I think they're going to come back dangerous next year. I just think this is the most craziest story that I've seen with the team in my life. 
This time last year, they had four. They had five All Stars starting: Cousins, yeah. Cur- uh, uh, Curry, Thompson, Draymond, and Durant. Durant. This year, you you don't even recognize their squad. You don't. They're in a new arena, the Chase Center, Billion Dollar Arena, San Francisco, San Francisco, and it's just going like this. I just think it's crazy, man. So. Just want to touch on the Warriors for a second, man, because it's wild. But before we get out of here, man, I want to talk about this double stand-up, man, on the NBA, you know, with this Kawhi and this LeBron thing. i just been noticing, man, when Kawhi does something spectacular, and I wish Fred was here, man, because he could really, really put a spin on it like no one else. They had a stat line the other day. I think Kawhi had like 31, 6, and eight, but he scored 22 of his 31 in the second half or something like that, and the Clippers won. And and it's like social media was, like, waving the flag, like Kawhi is the best player in the league. It's hands down. Do you see him out there moving and playing defense? He snatched the ball from a guy, like, and I'm seeing him, like, bro, so? Like, what's what? that's what he's supposed to be doing. He arguably the best player in the league. But when LeBron does this, you got the media saying, well, Kawhi's better than LeBron now. LeBron, he washed. LeBron, he don't look this. We don't think LeBron can keep this up. LeBron not playing defense like Kawhi. Kawhi's all-world defender. Like, it's kind of like this. Like, what is this about? (laughs) What is this about? And I've been seeing it. Over and over and over again throughout the past week. I'm like, this so this is what we're gonna do all year with LeBron and Kawhi. We're gonna hype Kawhi, but we're gonna never mind what LeBron doing. Because Kawhi averaging more points than LeBron so far in the season. Do y'all not are y'all not watching basketball? Y'all don't see LeBron James being the point guard of Los Angeles Lakers? Getting everybody else involved while they're seven and one and the Clippers are six and three. <laughs> so I'm not understanding. So if anybody who listens to this show. If anybody think I'm kind of tripping or you kind of agree with what I'm saying, if you just so happen to hear this, and you want to kind of give us some feedback on this Kawhi and LeBron James narrative, because it's it's no secret. This is the head-to-head matchup in the NBA this year. It is. It is Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James. They're in the same city, the same conference. Somebody is coming out the West and representing the West in the NBA Finals. In my opinion, it's either going to be Kawhi and the Clips or it's going to be LeBron and the Lakers. One or the other. Y'all know who I'm riding with. You know what I'm saying? So I just kind of find it crazy, man. And every time I hear a, a, a commentator and I get on social media, man, I, I, and I see you guys talking crazy, man, the only thing I hear all the time to myself when you guys do that is, is just, hey, hey, hey. That's all I want to say, man. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 man. Chill on the king, man. Chill, please. Chill on the king, man. Chill on the I'm king. I'm just like, let, let me say something about that. I'm just, I'm just over this whole, I guess when you win titles and the way that you do it, I guess that just, you know, that just make people feel differently about you. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand the whole Kawhi thing and, you know, what was this talk at when he was uh, playing? What, what was this talk at when he was in San Antonio about him being the best player? Yeah, what man. was this talk at then? Yeah, man. Why wasn't we sitting in San Antonio? But now I guess yeah. because he's the he's the man, you know, so we getting this. I, I don't even think it need to be a discussion. Yeah. I don't think it need to be one. LeBron, LeBron is in his 17th year. Mm-hmm. LeBron, 
Kawhi really just getting in the the thick of things in his what in his prime of his career. Yep. He's not even in his thirties yet. Mm-mm. Like I don't think he need to be a discussion, man. To see what LeBron James is doing in year seventeen mm-hmm. compared to what a young kid is doing, like you said, Kawhi's supposed to do this for sure. LeBron don't supposed to be averaging triple doubles in year seventeen for sure. Year seventeen, you're supposed to be stuck in the mud, getting hurt with injuries, for injury sure. prone. You know, not doing too much, averaging 17 points here and 17 points here, 14 points here. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. that's not what this is about. But this is LeBron James. For sure. We're talking about the greatest player in the world. For sure. Still. Still. And still. Until he leaves the league, I feel like he's going to be that. For sure. Then once he leaves, then you want, then if you want to talk about this Kawhi, okay, talk cool. about it then. Cool. 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 But until this man steps off the floor and says, I'm retiring, yeah, he's going to be the best player in the world. Yeah, I so agree. all the BS about he better than Kawhi's better than LeBron, man. Y'all hush that BS, man. Please stop it. Please <laughs> stop it. So yeah, uh, we're gonna wrap up our NBA talk here, man. Of course, we're gonna be covering the Lakers, LeBron James, the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, Paul Paul George is, is on his way back. We're gonna be covering it all, man. It, it's a great time to be a sports fan, man. So we're gonna transition, man, uh, to our next topic. We're gonna spend a uh, just a few minutes. Uh, you know, on this next topic. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. If you're feeling lonely today, come along and throw your cares away. Throw your cares away. Yes, we are here. It finally happened. I've been itching to talk about this for all of our fans out there, all of our listeners to our show. Uh, we are transitioning to the WWE, and we're going to talk about the brand new Universal Champion, the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Uh, Black Beetle Mind, I'm gonna kind of take the take the top point on this here, man. Before I kick it to you, man. Um. This character, man, I've been invested in this character, man, since he debuted. Uh, I want to say probably back in, I want to say about June, May, late May, early June, this character surfaced, man, uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt. And he has made an impact on the WWE, unlike any character in a long, long time. And I'm not saying as far as uh, uh, popularity or excitement. I'm saying just pure interest in a character and he shift he shift the energy in wrestling towards him in WWE towards him and I was saying I've been clamoring for this man since the beginning I said you gotta put the title on this guy right away you can't let this heat wave just flame out like you did to Braun Strowman like Braun Strowman should have been universal champion and he never became that you built this character to be this destructive force, this monster among men. You gave him all these monikers. He destroyed your, your, your best character, Roman Reigns, week in and week out. And you didn't put the title on him. But you got it right this time, WWE. Now, I was pissed off with Hell in a Cell when he didn't win the title. I was pissed that he didn't win it there. But Crown Jewel, you got it right. Last Friday at Crown Jewel, Bray Wyatt became Universal Champion by defeating Seth Rollins in a no holds barred match. 
it was a really good match. Uh, it got really exciting, especially towards the end when Bray went into the pit and all the sparks and stuff went off. You thought Bray was getting fried in the electrical pit, and Seth thought he had to win, and Bray rises from the ashes and puts him in the Manimal Claw. Sister Abigail's him right there and wins the title, man. And I just thought it was so dope that he won the title in the fashion that he did and that he is now champion. Now, the ironic thing with WWE here, okay, what do you do? Bray Wyatt is on SmackDown. But now he's a universal champion. Well, WWE got it right again. They flip-flop champions. They sent Brock Lesnar to Raw to and the WWE title, and they kept Bray Wyatt in the universal title on SmackDown. I love that move. That, that was a great move. I like it. So now you can take Bray Wyatt on SmackDown and create so many different opportunities. The one that he has now, now is him and Daniel Bryan. There's a history between him and Daniel Bryan. I saw a lot of the wrestling fans booing the new storyline with him and Daniel Bryan. If you know anything about the storyline with the Wyatt family and, and Daniel Bryan and, and, and Bray Wyatt, there was a long history with them. And, and, and Daniel Bryan kind of played Bray Wyatt. He kind of played him, kind of played the Wyatt family to try to get where he wanted to go to be champion. And long story short, Bray Wyatt's basically saying he didn't forget that, what he did to me. You know, I didn't forget that. So now they kind of playing on that. But I'm not going to get into that, but I'm excited. I'm glad uh, Bray Wyatt is a new champion. The Fiend is my favorite character on wrestling. I can't get enough of him, man. Every time I hear that theme or that laugh or all that, man, it's just so it's just so refreshing, man. WWE got a bright spot, and it's Bray Wyatt, man. So shout out to The Fiend, man, being champ. So what you think about it, Black? Why Crown Jewel, man? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I'm with you. It came on at like at four o'clock. What two o'clock? Two or three o'clock in the like, afternoon. Yeah, in the afternoon like Halloween why night. Not, like Survivor Series or WrestleMania. You got Survivor Series finna happen. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. But you do. I'm 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 cool with it, man. I like uh the character uh Bray Wyatt. I mean, uh, the, the fiend. I, mm-hmm. I I love the character. Right. Uh, I'm a I'm I'm a fan now. I wasn't a fan at first, but I'm a fan now. I, it it give you it give you a feeling like uh, when I was a kid of when Undertaker mm-hmm. first hit. You know, it gave, give you goosebumps when you, when you mm-hmm. first really look at it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy because you know these past couple of months looking at wrestling, you've been I've been kind of getting those feelings back about wrestling like I used to have when I was young right right you know because it's been exciting to watch here for you know a couple of weeks here not even like you know i know we're talking about bray Wyatt and him winning the championship like what they're doing with the uh the nxt going i oh, love yeah, it yeah, bringing them in yeah i love it man yeah. I, I feel like they're doing something great here yes sir because they have a lot of good talent in nxt for sure like uh well, the survivor it's, series it's, it's, yeah. survivor series is going to be crazy it's gonna of, be i'm great. not going to miss it yeah it's going to be like, great at all yeah, it's going to be but, great yeah man like bray wyatt being the champ man i think that's good for the uh for wwe and, right like you said smackdown like you said i feel like they could do a lot of things i feel like uh, I could see him potentially get into something like you said. You you said Daniel Bryan, him and Roman Reigns getting yeah, into something serious. Yeah. But I, I like it. My thing is, well, sitting Brock back to Raw. Like, are we going to get that dry him and uh, Seth Rollins again? What what are they going to do with it? Yeah, I agree. you know, it's a lot of more interest on SmackDown, and I can see why they're doing that because SmackDown is on Fox. Like, everybody can watch watch yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So they got to have a lot of stuff pop. 
for SmackDown being on Fox now. But like on Smack, I mean on Raw, like what are you going to do? Like yeah. Brock being back over there, like yeah, yeah. what is what is the, what are the storylines going to be? Yeah. But you know, I'm excited to see what's going on. I've been watching faithfully for the past couple of months with wrestling. I've been it's been a few ups and downs, but more excitement than anything. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. I think it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And I just want to shout out AEW, man. They had that pay-per-view to, uh, last night. Just want to highlight, uh, you know, Dakota Rhodes and Chris Jericho match was pretty good. Chris Jericho retained the AEW uh, World Championship. Uh, Cody Rhodes' best friend turned on him. Um, and you have a new storyline there with Cody Rhodes and his best friend uh, just hating each, hating each other's guts. And just doing it like how they used to do, man, where you, you don't see a heel change coming. And then it happens, man. So it was, it was, it was, it was refreshing uh, uh, to see that. Um, so, and then of course you had the creme de la creme of the night. You had Moxie, I mean John Moxley and Kenny Omega, man. And an old school, just nasty, no holes barred, barbed wire. They was using mouse traps, tables, flying. They was just, they were just wild, man. It was real entertaining, man. It, it was a real. Really good match, man. And uh, Moxley defeated Omega, man. They gave it an A-plus, man, for the match rating, man. So just want to shout out AEW. I tuned in to AEW. I peeked my head in there, you know, just to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping up, you know, with, they, with what they have going on. All right. All right, so we're going to move away uh, from WWE. We're going to stop by UFC for a second. Um, I know this fight was last Saturday. Uh, the BMF championship was on the line uh, with Jorge Masvidal. Uh, against Nate Diaz, it didn't end in the way we all wanted it to. Uh, but I will have. I, I think the takeaway from that fight was Masvidal. Um, he's good, man. He's really good. He was putting a whooping on Nate. Yes, he was. He was putting a whooping on Nate. He was. He was throwing them hands, man. Them kicks. He was moving fast. You can tell he's smart in that cage. And Masvidal got next. You know what I'm saying? He's the next superstar in the UFC, man. It was very impressive to see him and how he's handling himself. You know, this kid's been grinding, man, since fighting in the streets with Kimbo Slicing down in Miami. You know what I'm saying? He he got, like, 50 professional fights under his belt, man. Yeah, I like, noticed that he had, like, 13 Yeah, 13 he, like, 32 losses. and yeah, thir- 32 and 13. That's not his record in the UFC, though, right? No, no, that's not his record in the okay, UFC. So, okay. you know, he, he's been on a tear, man. I think he's finally arrived. And, and I think it's safe to say he has a lot of opportunity ahead of him, man. But before I get into that, I just want to get your thoughts, Black. You know, what do you think about Masvidal? What do you think about the fight? You know, what do you, what do you think is just about him in general? Man, I'm a fan, man. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his. Like, I like what I like what he's doing. Like, like you said, the fight with Nate, man. It, honestly, to me, it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. And I could see why Dana White said a, re- a rematch for what? You know, if you look at the cuts, <laughs> you look at it. It was a reason that fight needed to be stopped. Yeah, he smacked him good, it, man. It, it, we may wanted to keep going on because it was getting good. Yeah, and they kind of kind of started coming back a little bit. Yeah, but like, what can you do, man? This this kid from from Let's Go, he so was giving him wrong. the business. Yeah, immediately. You yeah. know, I mean, kicks like he was working the body, going everything. to the head, like mm-hmm. he was doing everything, and he said he was going to put on the show. And he did that. Yes, he did. I think he had a point now, like, shoot, he can pick what he want to do, honestly. Right, 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 right. right. Like, because, and, and like you said, you said this uh, a while back to me, like, when something when something big happens in the, uh, in the U, in, in, in the UC, I mean, the uh, UFC, UFC Dana, Dana White going to ride that wave. Got to. He going to ride it in, 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 for as long as he can. Yep. And right now, like, he has the hottest wave because, 
you know, John not doing anything. He hasn't been fighting. He's still looking for somebody to fight. So mm-hmm. right now it's Mazadol. Like Mazadol, his his wave, he he hot right now. He hot. So I feel like man, they need to. This is it's time for them to put the strap around that kid, man, or whoever win this fight between uh, Usman Kobe and, uh, and Usman. Yeah. Give them to him, man. Let him destroy whoever he, that is, because that's what I what he gonna do. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, I'm a fan, man. I like what what he's doing. Like I'm a big fan. Right. Yeah, man, I want to play a little clip, man, of Masvidal uh, in his post-fight. Of course, there's a potential of him and Conor McGregor fighting uh, next year. Uh, Masvidal said he's not going to fight no more this year. He'll get back at it in 2020. But I want to play this clip of Masvidal uh, kind of speaking on what Conor he thinks McGregor about McGregor. Said that he is going to come back January 18th. And Dana come, White said... Come back to what? To MMA, to the UFC. What do you mean, like fighting in the cage? Yeah. I don't know, man. I've just been talking wild for a second. If he fights and gets a victory, and he wants this, and some of you motherfuckers are mean, man, because you know what the fuck I'll do to that little dude, bro. I'll fuck that little guy up, man. Mm. He's a fucking midget. Dana White, president of this motherfucking company, said I'm too much man for him. Mm. I get it why people want to see him hurt for the stunts he's been pulling, but he don't want this shit. He's just talking so he can get his name out there. He was, he was cheering for Nate. He wanted to run it back with Nate. You think he's at home seeing that fight saying, I want to fight that dude? That dude ain't retarded. You see, he punches old people in the face because those are fights that he could win. He don't want this shit. Just lastly for me, Dana no, did no, no. kind you, of change. You know he doesn't want this shit. Dana and them might try to promote it. I don't even think Dana's going to promote that fight because that dude, you can't get that guy to sign the paper. Yeah, so that was Masvidal, man, speaking on a potential uh fight with conor mcgregor just totally dismissing mcgregor you know masvidal is a welterweight uh conor mcgregor's a lightweight um so but mcgregor's done before he's fought nate diaz at welterweight you know what i'm saying he, it, it's happened so the fan to me would love to see that fight the fan to me would love to see it you know but i don't think it's gonna happen i think masvidal <laughs> is right yeah i think he's yeah. too big and Nate ain't the scrapper like Masvidal is. Mm. Nate's more methodical. Nate's really a smaller guy. He's not really a right. natural welterweight guy. Yeah, but this kid here, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't think it'll be a wise I choice. I don't think it would be a wise choice from Conor to either. fight this kid. Yeah. Now I, I would love if they made the fight. I'd be hyped. I'd be hyped. I would. I would. I would be hyped due to the the attention and the entertainment value because you know oh, Conor yeah. gonna bring it. But when they when they get in that cage, yeah, correct. Masvidal was going to murder him. Potentially, yes. But, you know, Masvidal got a lot of... Yeah, potentially he could. Yeah, you know you know how UFC go, man. You know how yeah. it go. But, you know, it's... um, He got some options out there. He, he want to fight Canelo Alvarez. You know what I'm saying? Like, he want to get in a boxing match and fight Canelo Alvarez. I don't think he you, should do that, man. I mean, you know what it's for, though. You know, the money. Yeah. You know, you saw Conor was able to pull it off. But Conor has the personality where he could have pulled that off with Floyd. If Conor didn't have the personality and the showmanship, he wouldn't have got that fight. Yeah. He was a mega, he a mega star. Conor became the biggest star the UFC had ever seen. You could line him up right up there with Ronda, because Ronda's the biggest star ever in the UFC. Mm-hmm. You could line you could you could line him up right up with her at their height. So that's why period, he, not yeah. just UFC. Yeah, just period. Yeah. So that's how he was able to get that fight. But you know, I think the next the next ideal fight for Masvidal is the winner of Usman and Covington. And he gets the next welterweight title shot and make it right and see if he can go after and become champion. 
Because he needs that. Everyone who's been a big superstar in MMA, they've been champion. George, Anderson Silva, mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey, John Jones, Daniel Cormier. Like, if you want to be a big-time star, you got to become champion. So, I think that's the next deal for Masvidal. But we're going to watch it closer, man. We just want to spend a little time there. This kid is a rising star. He's on fire. You know, we'll see where we go, man. All right, so next, you know, before we get out of here, we're going to talk a little high school football. Uh, the playoffs have started uh, here in Duval County. All right, so my man Black's going to run through some of the scores that took place uh, this last week, man, and uh, kind of catch us up on uh, football in the city, man. Where we at with it, Black? Yeah, like D said, we had the playoffs kick off uh, Friday night uh, here in Duval County, man. So shout out to all the schools who made the playoffs. Shout out to the ones who didn't make it, you know, better luck next year. Yeah. But uh, uh, we had we had the Baldwin Indians uh, versus Episcopal uh, and a 35-25 win for Episcopal. We had Trinity Christian go down in the first round of the playoffs to Trinity, the Trinity Catholic Celtics. Wow. 23-21. Man. And that, was, uh, that came down to a wire. I think uh, they stopped Trinity on the fourth down, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's what happened in that game. That's why, how they lost. And then we had uh, Columbia go down to the beach and beat Ponte Vedra 14-7. Hmm. And we had, <clears throat> we had uh, Fleming Island get a win over Wachivia. 28 to 14. We had the Mandarin, the defending champs, the Mandarin Mustangs go down in the first round to the Seminole, the Fighting Seminoles. I think that's a school from out of Tallahassee, if I'm not mistaken. But they beat Mandarin 59 to 32. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, I thought Mandarin would have showed up playoff time and, you know, made another run. But, uh, well, I guess I was wrong about that one. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they got their brains beat in. For sure. And then you had, you know, the Basically, the the best team in 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 Jacksonville area in Duval County, the Marshall Trail Bears, win forty two to zero against Spur Creek. The, I, I've never heard of this school, but they <laughs> won forty two to zero. Like they've been dominant all year. Right. So, uh, hope, it's looking like they can they they can make a run and uh, potentially win a state t- a title here. Mm-hmm. And then we have Baker County uh, taking a loss to Pine Forest Eagles, thirty five twenty eight. And we also we also had uh, Reigns Vikings get a win against Westside. Westside making their first appearance in the playoffs in a very long time. Mm. Reigns blew them out, fifty-two to twenty. That's so you, that's very unfortunate. And last but not least, we had the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets versus Reebok the uh, Reebok Generals, and Reebok sneaked out a win. I mean, uh, Lee Generals. Lee, Lee Generals Lee sneaked Generals. out a win, twenty-nine twenty-one. Uh, against uh, St. Augustine, so mm-hmm. we had some good games going on. Um, when once we get the uh, updates for the for the new games next week, you know we're we're gonna have those scores and everything for y'all. But for sure. uh, playoff football is here in the in the city. Uh, hopefully, I get a chance to go out to a game or two yeah, this yeah, year for yeah. the playoffs. But y'all keep a close eye on that. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, shout out Black Man for that uh, high school football here in the city, man. Yeah, me and Black, we trash, man. Well, I'm trash. Black yeah, done been the game. we didn't do a good job this year with but that, Black, man. Black done been in some games. I ain't been the one, man. So, we going to get out here and, and, and make some playoff games, man, in the city, man. Show our support, man. But uh, we definitely support all the Jacksonville schools here, man. So, again, shout out Black Man uh, for that. All right, man, before we get out of here, we're going to get on some uh, some other news, man, and some, some things to watch for, man. And uh, we're going to close it out, man. So, um. We're going to uh, give an update on the Reduce Lunch Fantasy League. And it's hyping up. Now, your dog is on a little run right now. 
Okay, the last time I talked to y'all, I think I was ranked 15th in the league. I've, 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 I've driven my way up to the fifth spot currently. Now, right now, I'm in a back-and-forth battle with the Dak Street Boys, the sixth-ranked team in our league, and I'm handling business right now. But Kirk Curzons is heating up. All right, and that's who he got rolling with, I believe. All right, so um, just do some other things, man. We need to talk to Fred, man. We got to talk to Fred Black. Fred sitting at 18, the Heat 2 and 7, man. It's oh, like Fred, Fred on through the white flag, man. What's going on, Fred, man? It's, it's not it's not looking too good, man. Um, and then Black, he hanging. He I'm hanging, hanging in, in there. Man. I'm trying to hang in. He hanging man. in, man. My boy sitting at 7 right now, sitting at 5 or 4, man. So, you know, the Reduced Suns Fantasy League is, is going really well, man. We're having a good time with it. Now, remember, the winner of this league will receive a championship belt and a small gift card. Uh, from the sports this man will be sending it your way. All right, so hopefully that's me. All right, but uh, is anybody going to be Jamal's Nifty team? Jamal's Nifty team is killing nine and zero. He got the most point score in the league. This dude's team is looking unstoppable. I hope I don't have to see the guy. All right, uh, but we'll see. All right, so that's an update on the Reduced Lunch Sports Fantasy League, man. We re really appreciate everybody participating and having fun with that with us. All right, a couple more things before we get out of here. We kind of mentioned it earlier, but Raw and SmackDown, their world titles are switching brands. You have the WWE title that will be now on Raw, held by Brock Lesnar, and the Universal Championship, held by The Fiend Bray Wyatt, will be exclusively to SmackDown. I want to give a quick shout-out to the Washington Nationals, man. They won their World Series in seven games. Uh, very impressive, man, taking care of the Houston Astros uh, for the World Series championship, man. So shout-out to Nets and their whole squad, man, for being champions. And shout out to Canelo Sahu. Alvarez. All right, taking care of business, man. Just, just putting on the clinic, man, once he figured out Kovalev's range, man. He really did his thing. I think he's a three-time champion in three different divisions. Yeah. Only the fourth fighter to ever do so, I believe. Canelo was on the roll. He has so many options. He had a lot of mumblings. He had a lot of rumblings, man. Of Andre Ward, man. He announced he ain't coming Really? Yeah. Man, I hope he changes his mind, on man. ESPN too. I'm happy he did it on that stage. Yeah. They said, like, on the boxing set, man, I guess the top rank, yeah. they had a, a fight uh, last night or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And he came out and said that, uh, uh, you know, it was it was tough, but he said he, he got to stick to his guns and stay retired. He made promises that he can't break. All right, man. I guess so. I hope he changes his mind, man. But, uh, you know, we'll see. All right, man, so that's pretty much all the other news. Of course, some things to watch for. Hey, keep watching out for these NFL games, these college football games, these NBA games, man. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. You know, we just want to uh, thank you guys for all your support. We're going to start coming to y'all every week now. Uh, we've made some moves, man, where we're going to be able to do that um, instead of doing it every other week thing, man. So the sports set's going to be ramping it up, man. So want to give a shout-out to Fred, who couldn't be with us today, man. Shout-out, Fred. And, uh, you know, we'll be getting Fred back on here. So if you miss Fred, he'll be back soon, man. So, again, thank y'all for all the listens. Thank y'all for all the likes. Thank y'all for following us on our Instagrams and everything, man. We just appreciate the love and the support, man. So one more time, this is your man, Dedra L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite, one of your favorite, 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 favorite technology best <laughs> man. One of your uh, senior just in the building, man. And this your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. Yes, sir, man. So we're going to do it again next week. Yeah, next week we're coming with another episode, man. So until next time, we'll get with y'all. Yeah.